0: Welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, Season Three, Episode Ten, Old Yellow. We are on the final episode of the oh, doghouse. Old Yellow. Old, old Yellow. Ye- it was Yellow. Was I saying in the Texas accent they use in the movie? Yeah, yeah. the Confederate accent. Yeah, yeah. We can't do that. Anymore. I'm sorry. Okay, let's <laughs> let me start over. Um, okay. Um, Old Yellow, the, the movie from 1957, is what we watched this week. Um, I'm your co-host Denali. I'm your co-host Ryan. I'm your
1: co-cow oh. wrangler, Jace. Oh, not this guy. <laughs> we not left him home guy. while the real men went out cow driving.
0: Yeah, they came through. Now we have to invite me. him to
2: dinner. I fall asleep every time and then the coyotes come up and nip the calves. It's
0: a problem. I feel like we really got a slice of farm life. Oh man. That's the movie.
1: And you know what? I got to say, I'm over
0: it. I'm fucking yeah. done with
1: it. It was I'm, well, I'm really glad that we live where we live when we
0: live. Yeah, exactly. And well, again, and you know, we can talk about the uh, uh, the stuff in Old Yeller in a moment. But before we get into that, we let's. I think we should talk about the fact that this is the final episode of the Doghouse.
1: Yeah, we're just, going out with a bang.
0: Going out. <laughs> 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 I just realized what he meant. <laughs> um. Yeah much like old yeller at the end of this movie we are putting down this season um i might have i might have have rabies right now too
2: can one of you guys help me get out of here
0: so um it's the final episode of the doghouse it's bittersweet what better movie to to end it on um than old yeller a classic um, not because the dog dies, but because that he is the most iconic dog, I think.
1: Well, I dogs- think actually I would fight that. Uh, this movie was pretty terrible, except for the very, very iconic moment right. that everybody mentions when you say old Yeller." Like, right. I mean, the movie's name is synonymous with
0: dog dying in a sad way. Mm hmm. I mean, in 2019, this film was selected for preservation into the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress. So, this is considered culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. This is an iconic dog by any measure. I'm just waiting in 50 years when Airbud gets added um, to the Library of Congress as well. Because before this movie, I was considering Airbud as our main dog.
2: What crack what smoking, smoking bureaucrat put this movie <laughs> in, the <bucket? laughs> in the Library of Congress? <laughs>
0: okay, I'm I'm like looking at the legacy of this movie because okay, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't see this movie beforehand, right? Okay. And when I was said, a kid. Okay, they said Old Yeller went on to become an important cultural film for baby boomers. Like this is like considered a keystone like movie, and I remember my parents and my grandparents would talk about this movie all the time.
1: So could we revamp our Armageddon conspiracy theory to go back to Old Yeller? Probably. Old Yeller was a, you know, pro rural, pro Confederate sort of um view on American life, and it painted that part of history with rose tinted glasses. And Oh, totally. Yeah, made boomers want to stay in that era and stay part of the past, <laughs> and turn them a little bit, you know, conservative. They had this like nice, fun family movie to look back on as part of their childhood, and you know, when technology, when when new politics and progress kind of challenged their worldview, they said, "Well, look, you know, this is who I am. This is how I was raised."
0: Yeah, we found the next step up because, like you know, in the '80s and even even kind of today, there's old people who kind of like you know reminisce about the 50s how simple how rugged how like kids were tough back then darn it like none like the soft kids nowadays and then we watched the 50s version of that movie and they're like oh no kids are soft nowadays kids in 1870 were hard and you know there is that kind of uh, rugged individualism that i think is fetishized um right. in united states culture like yeah. my
1: dad and all my family on that side grew up in the country you know, in California, I mean, you guys have been there, mm-hmm. and he used to say, like, when I was a kid, I didn't have what you have. I didn't have all your toys. I had a dog, a stick, and a gun.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, look at you, okay, here with a stick. <laughs> we had rocks, <laughs> <laughs>
1: and so yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that's kind of the attitude yeah. I was raised with. I don't agree with it at all anymore. And now I'm like, please bring your children inside. Sometimes you well, know, some of our would,
0: kids may
2: have
1: died. We were better we turned off out okay. in
2: caves, hunting saber-tooth tigers,
0: and dying yeah, of dysentery. The good old oh, days, Alice. You right? kids with your caves. We just dug holes in the ground and tried to duck the pterodactyls.
1: Oh, look at Mr. Moneybags, with shovels here to dig with. <laughs> oh,
2: that guy didn't get his fingers bit off by a 12-foot armadillo, look at him!
0: Well, 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 look at Mr. Monopoly Man with fingers. <laughs> Back in my day, we were just amoebas. <gasps> hmm. Yeah, I feel that. Can we, can we go any farther? No,
1: I don't think so. I don't think so. Amoeba is kind of back to, a like carte blanche.
0: Well, well, well. Look at this Mr. McMansion over here with organelles. Back in my day, we were just atoms searching for the next bond. It's Kinda hot. Searching for the next bond. I think that's a good tagline for, like, an atom dating service. Um. So, are you guys, like, after watching Old Yeller, and we'll mm-hmm. get into a review, I mean, we're already starting to review, I, I feel like we can't even help ourselves. Afterwards. There's not, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm... Yeah, there's no... Um, I'm full guys, of Old Yeller jokes. Yeah, Sam, do you guys feel any, any level of, like, melancholy or, or sadness that we're leaving the dog season, or are you guys ready to move on?
2: Yeah. I think, as a whole, when I tell people about us, when we get to mm-hmm. dog season, they're like, what? Like, it was like, oh, we review Ben Affleck, and people are like, oh, cool, okay, yeah, I like a bunch like, of Ben okay, Affleck why? movies. <laughs> yeah, 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 they're like, I think actually yeah. a subset of people kind of ties in, at my work think I have a podcast where the only thing we do is review Ben Affleck movies.
1: They don't well, know the name. at the beginning, that was kind of the idea. <laughs> yeah,
0: right? We did not set a limit until, like, movie five or six, until we were like, you guys want to do, like, ten? <laughs> I feel like... Maybe going back on my statement that Ben Affleck, uh, you can never
1: have too much Ben Affleck. (laughs) What (laughs) would it? We would just like quit. We get to his
2: last publishable movie, and then actually each week we get together and we just say, "Yeah, I um, heard he's filming."
0: well the JLo news would have been a whole series of episodes Ooh. yeah we would have become an affleck watch podcast at that point where we would just talk about just news about him i don't want um, that yeah i don't i don't want <laughs> yeah, that either that i'm we glad pivoted. we we pivoted yeah into a theme-based podcast uh but yeah like like you said jason you know when when we when we tell people that we're doing a dog season i, I think that's a fun thing to talk about i think we've had a lot of fun just in this season reviewing the, probably the most ridiculous movies ever made Um, We've talked behind the scenes about other movies that we wish we did. I sent you guys that video from the Shaggy DA, which I thought was very good. Hilarious. I think there's room for a doghouse revisited. Oh, definitely. There's always room. The dog has a pup,
1: you know? For me, my emotions on this season are a little different. Uh, I'm proud. Like, I'm proud that we got through three seasons of this stupid idea. (laughs) And we're look at us. We're three seasons through, and that's we're right. we're planning on keeping going. Um, Thirty-two episodes, yeah. in right now. And yeah. so this is kind of. I texted you guys like, man, I have kind of something I want to talk about. And this is on the, that note about our. I would say not success, but our like, <laughs> you know, we're doing okay. We're making stuff that people our seem unparalleled to like.
0: Parallel triumph, yeah, totally. Top of the mountain now, top ten percent. Oh yeah, Oof, that's crazy. That bar is really low.
1: I did not realize. (laughs) Yeah, well, there's like 2.6 million podcasts. Uh,
0: 260,000. 2.4 million just flame out instantly. And I guess we're in the top 10% in viewership, which is just... I didn't realize the bar is just like a micron above the Marianas Trench. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's what I'm talking about, though. So I was on the way home from somewhere. I think it might have been the gym or something. Mm -hmm. And... In my neighborhood, probably a half mile down the road, this car comes out in front of me and I'm looking at this rear end. It's a little white car, kind of like a hatchback. And it's got decals all over the back of the car. And I can't quite tell what they say. I mean, at some point they're kind of like nonsense, but they're all all saying the same thing like over and over. But some, some guy, uh, is trying to advertise his his business. Okay. And they're high-quality decals. It's not like somebody just wrote on, you know, a sticker and was like... Ooh. And a couple of them, I don't want to say the actual name. Sure. No, of course. Yeah, don't. <laughs> so I'm going to use a fake person's name instead of the real person's name. One on the back bumper said uh, Jeff Pod. Okay. And he's like, what does that mean? And so I kind of, like, got a little bit closer. And on the other side, it's like... Thejeffpod.com. Okay. And I was like, is this a restaurant? Like, what is going on? And there's a big decal that looks like a logo and has some more words on the back window. And I can't quite read it. So I like kind of tailgate him at a stoplight and I'm craning him my neck and I read it finally. And it says, it's a logo and it says, The Jeff Podcast. Oh. Hmm. And I'm like, whoa, this guy wrapped his car with decals about his podcast. Damn, okay. And it looks pretty good. I mean, he must have spent (laughs) quite a bit of money to get these decals, like, designed, you know? You had to find a design to make a logo. We know what that's like. It costs money. He had to get somebody to put them on his car and all this stuff. And then I'm kind of reading through them again, and I noticed that there's something way down low on the bottom of the car, like, way down by the license plate, and literally keyed into the car like vandalized into the car is The Jeff Pod Sucks. <laughs> hey, wow. all, all, uh, uh yeah. All like, oh my God. That is like, hilarious. the guy left a review on <laughs> yeah. the guy's car, <laughs> but like, it's on the guy's actual car. Ooh. And so I'm like, okay, this semi-successful podcast, it's like, you know, whatever. And it's got some people who don't like it. And, okay. but, I pass him at the next stoplight because I'm going a different direction. And he's got more stuff on the side of his car that like looks really nice. He's got stuff all over his hood. It looks really nice. And I see the dude driving the car. Anyways, I get home and I immediately look it up, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And the guy has, he's a one dude who has his podcast. His name's Jeff or whatever. Okay. <laughs> and he has like 19 posts and hasn't posted anything since, like, March 2019. And he's just driving that fucking car around. (laughs) And he's still driving this car.
0: Well... How do you know that's jeff driving like what if he sold so i car? went on the instagram and <laughs> it's him is, that is jeff I saw, that's why i said i saw him driving well what if he's like a, he owns like a decal company and just just fucking wrapped his car um in, you in know the at jeff some F- point F- i gotta say, still like yeah damn well okay i don't want to i don't want to put made me down think. yeah i don't want to put down a fellow podcaster
1: no you know, no no, no that's not that's not the story yeah. at all my story is like oh it's tell the viewers that was the pre- what we're going <laughs> up with was the pre- like yeah oh this this is kind of what happens yeah. like this is a dare i say a doggy dog world out here <laughs> but, you gotta... whoa, whoa. but it's hard i mean number one it's hard to put out put yourself out there creatively like i yeah. didn't want to do this you know because i didn't want to put more content out there normally when i put content out in the world i've worked on it for four years
0: yeah mm-hmm
1: and this is kind of, I mean, you guys handle most of the tech stuff, so it's kind of out of my hands. Um, but I have to totally say,
0: I'm i am on board. I think I'm having a good time. I'm glad, Ryan. And that would be a shame if after 32 episodes, it I was fun. like, <laughs> and I have come to the conclusion that you guys,
1: that I you guys suck. <laughs>
0: I fucking hate this. No, that's, I get what you're saying, Ryan. Like, you know, even people who are really committed, you know, maybe, maybe they don't make it. You know, thirty-two episodes, and I think we can be proud of ourselves. Um, And but shout out to Jeff's Jeff's Pod, who I know that's not what their name is. I hope you keep going out there, Jeff. And I'm gonna find your car, and I'm gonna key in a positive review on the back of the car. (laughs) (laughs) And we're gonna flood his car with positive reviews. (laughs) That way, he gets the recognition he deserves because it's hard out there in the podcast game. You have to be a little sick. Uh, I think
2: we we have a thing. The fact that we have each other makes it easier doing going right. solo i feel for him for even putting 19 posts out the fact that we yeah, have no, Denali totally. to do an instagram to get followers to have the twitter like it's a lot that's a sh- to put the combined man hours that all three of us have for recording editing social media and then and having watching to, the damn things having to figure <laughs> it out on your own wow
0: yeah, it's a tremendous under- it's like 30 jobs in one. If you're if you're just a a creative on your own, and it's something that Amber's talked about because she does, you know, she's not a podcaster, but she's a painter. Yeah. And you know, you got to be your own promotions person, you got to be your manager, and, you got to apply to things. Like that's a lot of shit.
1: Yeah, when I released my book, I had to hire people. I had like almost not really employees cuz you know, I hired them online like freelance yeah. stuff, but yeah. it kind of felt like that. I have multiple designers. I have editors um, and things like that and so it's kind of I could not I didn't know what I didn't know until I started to put out like a professionally made product it's like Uh okay am I a professional designer absolutely not am I a professional editor absolutely not how many hats can you wear you can't
0: wear all the hats even if you're trying to wear them one at a time oh for sure man and uh you know let, let's i think the moral of this is you know it's like don't get discouraged if you're if you're putting out your creative product you know it's yeah it's hard, it's hard out there in the grind but you know jace down in front i thought we were sucking our own dicks and saying how great <laughs> we are
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're fucking coming for you Tungeon's and daddies we're coming for you <laughs>
0: <laughs> but what we really mean is thank you guys for your support. Thanks for listening to our podcast. It's really because of you guys, uh, because you guys chose to listen in. So we, we super appreciate you. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're going to be coming up on our Save the Podcast for next episode. We're going to be talking about what we're doing for season four, which I cannot believe. Uh, we're going to be talking about the fate of the next 10 episodes. Um, you know, but first we got to digest the last um, of our dog content that we're going to be doing at least for this for this little bit um but how are you guys feeling did we have a bit i think we've got a bit incoming i mean jace <laughs> do, do you uh, i don't know that you, that you told into to our
2: previous conversations at all um i mean as if a, you've
0: got something jace before before we get started um just a little a little aside yeah. you know J, you know jace's bits i always treasure those man <laughs> thank you um <laughs>
2: Give me the bits. <laughs> it means a lot. Here are the bits. We, last season, we did an episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Good friend of ours. Good friend of mine? Denali, you know him. I, Ryan, you yes. met him. Kaimi. So Ka- last season, Kaimi provided uh, us with a review, a local review from out of state of Washington from a restaurant that was the most psychedelic, insane, dare I say, Pet cemetery 2 type review <laughs> that I've ever heard. Of the Garlic Garden Bistro. Of Garlic Garden Bistro. Oh, yep. that's Matt right. Ruiz. Yeah. GGB. Yeah. And I want to thank whoever. If we thank they're you. invited as a guest. Is what yeah. you're saying. Thank yeah. you for writing that because <laughs> it is so insanely hard one to find a review on Google that is kind of fair. They uh-huh. were doing it for fun, but it was it was fair. It was there's some good, there's some bad. Most of the reviews on Google that are one stars, two stars, or three stars are just scathing. Gut yeah. punches to restaurants. They just want to hurt somebody because they're mad about their their late taco. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we'll ever get a unicorn like that review again. But I've got some funny ones. <laughs> okay, sweet we got more restaurant reviews with Jace. Um, so I'll start this isn't in the same vein at all of of yeah, last no. of last season. And this first restaurant
0: <laughs> that I'm not going to share the name of, um, is a buffet. Okay. Those are the best types of restaurants, dude. That's how you know when they when they like come in with the shovelfuls of food.
1: Yeah. I don't even <laughs> Where did you even get that food? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a There's a hole that just keeps filling itself back up. With I don't food. know
0: where it comes from. I built a restaurant around this hole that keeps <laughs> Every morning there's food in it.
2: It's the same things every time. There's some shrimp, there's a salad, lukewarm steak.
0: I don't even know how to cook Chinese food. It just happened to be Chinese food. I just opened this buffet. It's okay. It's okay. No one's been sick. Am I wrong? I'm just a simple man. I don't know if there's MSG, but I put the sign up. It says no MSG. The money kept coming. I promised myself I'd stop. I'd learn how to cook and stop using the hole. But the money's too good. The money's too good. Carol left me last night when she found out about the hole.
2: <laughs> I, I I threw her in it,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and beef came out. <laughs> the hole needs more. <laughs> the more I put in, the more delicious the food.
2: And that's that's why I'm telling you this story.
0: The hole needs to be. <laughs> Anyways, Jace, what's the review?
2: <laughs> this is a three-star review from a buffet. Good food. Dot dot. But booths aren't made for large people. Dot dot. <gasps> oh no! So sit at a table. You'll have more room to eat up. <laughs>
0: You know what? I respect that review because, you know, it's like sometimes you need to know. Oh. Like, if you're a larger person, you know, it's like you want, you want someone to be straight up, straight up and be like, yo, like, go sit at a table. Like, it's not going to fit. So, you know what? Courteous review. Kurt-
2: yeah, I agree.
0: This and they, next sh- one... they should widen their booths. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this next one. Can we, uh, I'll take a, a quick aside before I continue with the buffet. Um, Man. Praise be to restaurants and people who are essential workers for working in the shit yes. jobs for providing us grocery <laughs> stores and take out food. And fuck these people that leave one star reviews.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's be clear. Uh, every, anyone who works in a restaurant should be paid like a hundred dollars an hour. Because if you spend any amount of time working in one and having to deal with the pieces of shit that come in, <laughs> like, you'll quickly realize they need to be making a six figure
2: salary. This one, um, same restaurant, recent. Can I give less than one star? Oh boy. I know with the new protocols and restrictions put in place oh. because of COVID-19, that it was not going to be the usual buffet experience.
1: <laughs> but,
2: what, but what my husband and I experienced left me in tears with body image issues oh. and him outraged. Oh my God. I don't know if I should continue this one. Um, They offer two plate sizes. One is $8, one is 11. You then get to your choice of bottled drink and get taken to a table to wait to get your food. So far, so good. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Once I got up there, I had them build my son's plate first. No problem with that. They had a smaller selection, but again, it made sense. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> then I went back to the beginning to get my plate, where I then had to argue with the guy serving out the food that yes, I did just build a plate for my son, and I too would like some food. He then looked at me up and down and said, I clearly had
1: enough.
2: Oh. Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, in parentheses, <laughs> I'm almost <laughs> nine months pregnant. <laughs> Oh my god. What the (laughs) fuck? I started crying, at which point my husband comes over, says just make her a plate, and then the hostess comes over and tells him to let me make a plate. I had chose the $11 option since it was still pretty small, and by the time I got to the guy to put any food on my plate, there was only enough food to fill up half the smaller option plate. They would not let us leave unless we paid. At that point, I was done, embarrassed, and wanted to leave because I had accepted my son's plate. So my husband and I took our food and ate and left. I was humiliated and made to feel fat. This is not how you run a business at all. I recommend you all take your money to a business that won't fat shame its patrons. My confusion here, and I understand you should not be fat shaming people, it sounds like they did not have a child with them, which would have made this entire process much more clear, because she only says that her and her husband were eating, but she also has a
1: plate for her son. Oh, okay, so she was building... so her... Wait, the son that's inside of her uterus? I don't know. No, no, she's not
0: building a plate <laughs> just for the fetus. It has to be a son who's already out it of the body.
2: Be. But if there is a child at this restaurant and they have a plate for him, yeah, nobody's gonna ask questions about that.
0: You'd be like, "Okay, my son over there." Yes, that that is true. However, I think the response by the employee to that would be like. Okay, let's figure this out. Not, I think you've had enough. <laughs> what the fuck? So, I, at first, I was on the restaurant side because I was like, okay, this is a you know unreasonable complaint. But then now, I think I'm on the patron side. <laughs> Dear God, I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. I think this person yeah, could be lying. Undecided.
2: about having a sure. child in the oh, restaurant. Yeah. But I also think that you're a little fat to be getting a second blade. Don't yeah, you? that's.
1: I mean, obviously not okay. The 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 other thing is that people giving these reviews they will paint themselves in the best possible light, mm. and paint the other people in the worst possible light. Right. So take that into consideration. There's probably a middle ground here. I mean, they probably had a kid with them, and the person was probably being rude, and they probably said the quoted material. But uh, it's, I don't know, it's hard to make a judgment off of somebody's character based on a the review they leave. That's
0: very lawyerly of you, Ryan. I, I me, Jace, <laughs> me and Jace, the jury, <laughs> find the defendant guilty. <laughs> I mean, next some lose some. You're, next case. Um, yes, present present the next case. So, this
2: next grouping of ones. Uh, Kaimi, again, thank you for, for sharing with these yeah, weird thanks, things Ka- i asked him yesterday i was like have you done any more sleuthing have you been looking and he told me that this restaurant in portland the owner they clap back
0: oh yes
2: they're a little sassy like a little sassy
0: <laughs> okay okay
2: um and i don't i don't necessarily think it's too bad Kaimi said kind of a narc at all oh. all honestly so uh the shit ton of one star reviews which is kind of astounding but the restaurant still has a great overall rating okay this one with a reply from owner stay away this is the worst place i've ever been to in the united states i warn you what oh no this is uh this is the (laughs) oh okay okay this is the review the one star review i warn you that this is not how soviet food tastes like it's very far away from it like america from russia food is not tasty at all Even the regular black tea was unsavory. Mandatory gratuity tips for poor canteen-style service make the experience even worse. Okay. The response from the owner, it's not supposed to be Soviet food. Reread the menu.
0: (laughs) 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 That's not not a we're sorry, let's uh, contact us to work this out. (laughs) Just you idiot, read the menu. (laughs) They have probably,
2: it feels like, 50 responses to every single one-star review where it says, Wow. Thanks for bearing with us as we navigate the challenges of being open through COVID while keeping our guests and staff safe. We appreciate your feedback. Copy and pasted
1: on every single one of these one-star reviews. Okay, okay. So that's nice. I mean, that's like a sarcastic, in-your-face kind of thing. Yeah.
2: It's like, if you're going to come during COVID, give a one-star review, hit them with a little bit of a, uh, yeah, shit's tough right now. This is the last yeah. one that I think that I have. It's my favorite. You can feel that the owner was really throwing some shit into this. <laughs> this is the review. One star. Expensive. Food not rally good. For cold soup. Pelameni bread and kvass, 2940. Soup must be warm, not cold. Probably somebody who English is a second language. Okay, yeah, response yeah. from the owner. Yeah. It was cold buttermilk soup. It was 90 degrees Fahrenheit outside. Soups shouldn't be warm. Hot soup is hot. This one is cold. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this, this owner is not afraid to throw something back at someone's face. So,
1: Jace, I'm actually on the website of this restaurant. Okay. And it says one half of their menu is literally cold. Like, <laughs> cold food, including uh, like cold soups. And then they have a portion of a very small only two things that are labeled hot on the entire menu. So, I mean, the owner has a point. They do. Yeah. I and the cold so. is actually
0: translated into Russian. Oh, that's legit. I do respect that, like, when an owner of a restaurant like you know what if you're like an employee and and you're getting like you know chewed out by like an unreasonable customer that's the type of owner who will be like no get the fuck out you're an idiot instead of airing out their employee in front of the the pager like maybe that's a maybe that's a person you want to work for Uh, yeah that's that's
1: kind of the great things about small business you know i mean if you have a good product you have a good location you have a good business model uh you can tolerate the bad customers I mean, there's a couple different sayings where, like, on one hand, you say, you know, one bad customer is worth a thousand good customers because the bad customer will prevent you from having business, but the good customers don't necessarily give you more business. But on the other hand, it's like, you know, cut your losses if you have a loyal customer base. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Screw those guys, you know?
0: Yeah, Yeah. tell them to shove it! (laughs) so respect well thank you uh jace uh for those <laughs> for the insights in, in the in the restaurant world thanks to to kaiimi for for doing some digging up uh, you're not going to get paid dog i'm i'm sorry we no. we didn't work that up. you're not going to get paid uh but thank you kaiimi we appreciate
1: it. this this is literally all we can afford like a shout out uh,
0: yeah um we you get paid in shout outs your name's uh, an, uh, they, you can tell people now that i was mentioned on a podcast yeah you can tell on the gbgb podcast bottom
1: of the resume in the movie
0: yeah okay because guys I guys think to... it's my turn. All right, you guys ready to talk about old Yeller? Is it who's is it your turn to do tonight? I think it is. I think it is. I, think I, did... I haven't done it in a while. All right, Ryan, take us out to see. Okay, so this week, if you haven't figured it out,
1: and this is a podcast, not the radio, so you can't come in halfway.
0: We <laughs> Maybe watch... we should say <laughs> what we do on the pod. Like Ryan, do you, give oh, a, you a, want to? Oh, you want me to uh, like.
1: Also maybe that we have a first time listener. Yeah, just
0: you know, oh, no. oh, if no, someone looks so up if someone looks up old yeller on the podcasting and they come up with our podcast. Nobody will then, ever do that. Well, do you wanna just explain what we do on this podcast? Yes.
1: So we are three semi-grown men <laughs> who, <laughs> Children <of> have, <laughs> who have for some reason decided to watch ten movies of a given theme in a row And usually, as our title of our podcast uh, so predicts, it goes really bland and we're sick of it and we move on to something else that we think is cooler. Right now, we're on dogs. So you're on dog 10. And the theory would predict that this is the most bland dog of all. And we'll see how true that is. But um, there's also a really weird metaphorical situation that we're in where we like to describe us as being trapped in a mansion and the only way to get out of each room in this mansion is we watch 10 movies (laughs) of a certain type so right now we're in the dog house and this is 10 guys the key was in this in in the 10th dog vhs oh you're going with the dog thing
0: well, he might poo- have dookied it out. It doesn't mean we have to, like, you know, hurt the dog. Like, the he just, there's ten dogs. From his butt with Yeah, the we key pull- on the end. <sighs> No, no. I was no, going to say
1: we didn't kill dogs. No, I was, was going to say we yeah. actually, like, we're uh, not.
0: watched dog movies, which is what okay. we're actually doing. So, to reel okay. in the metaphor a little bit, you know? Okay, so we're watching ten dog movies, and each DVD case, just like the previous rooms, we're looking for the key. It's in the tenth. Yeah, but we have to watch the whole thing, because there's, like, a pathway or something. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Once again,
1: the metaphor has completely flown the coop.
0: But the dogs are fine, and we're not pulling any string out of any butts. Well, Uh
1: so, this week, (laughs) we watched 1957's Old Yeller. Old Yeller. Which is a movie that I will now have to summarize in a way that makes it sound like I'm not biased against it.
0: Well, hang on, Ryan. Now I feel like you're gonna right. color this in a what? He's right, he's a it? He said, "Normally, what he has to do, he has." You to just hinted it. that you hinted that you're gonna say all of light. my
1: reviews are okay. fair. Okay, they're all fair. However, for this one, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna give it in a way that the characters in old yeller would understand. Oh no! <laughs> so. Uh, my sentences are all going to have three words. Fair. Okay. Dad, leave farm. (laughs) Boy, (laughs) run farm. Boy, get dog. Boy, get dog. Boy, hate dog. No, he hates him. Dog, kill things. Dog, kill. Boy, like dog. Girl like boy. Oh. Mm. Boy hate girl. Uh. Dog save family. Oh. Dog get sick. Oh. Boy, shoot dog. No. No. No! Dad, come home.
2: Oh. Honestly,
0: I wish I could have just watched that. (laughs) <laughs> that was a tight, athletic retelling of old. Yeah, Kelly. I mean, I,
1: I went a little off course with the boy love girl or the girl love boy thing.
0: Yeah, it was. It was a small portion of the movie, but it was you know you want to paint up for pick- character. I had got, you got to get some, not just plot, you got to get some
1: character in there. Yeah, and literally, there's nothing else to be said about this movie that can't come in review form.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. You guys, we talked a little bit about the, the, the intro song. I think the audacity of having just an intro song to the dog at stars movie was very tight because it was like a legit, like, country song. Yeah. It was like, oh, he's, yeah, it was, he's
1: running down the field. and But it was a roast. Did you notice that? Yeah. I no. no. yeah. were roasting this dog. They we're talking about how stupid Look at this old dog. Yeller, this guy sucks. <laughs> He's a dirty dog who chases animals. He doesn't know who his parents are, and they were different breeds. <laughs> oh, wow. Can you look up the lyrics? Old Yeller, old Yeller, old Yeller.
2: Here Yeller, come back Yeller. Best dog on dog in the West. Old Yeller was a... Old, ugly, lop-eared, fancy-free. <laughs> are you
0: trying tree. to leave? <laughs> leave out the racial slurs, James? <laughs> oh yeah. Are you leaving? It, a, it's you like
1: leave- an 1860s uh, roast, not even like a 2000s roast. So it's really racist. Yeah, like normally those things get
0: racist. Best doggone <laughs> dog on doggy in the west. And it's on Disney Plus, so I mean, they they say things that are on Disney Plus. That you probably, I mean, you definitely, yeah, yeah, it's it's from 1957, so there's gonna be some of that in there. If we did a reboot of Old Yeller, um, where we have to redo the song, you know, maybe we can kind of make it a little more modern, you know, Justin Bieber um, doing it. Justin Bieber doing it. I was thinking kind of like a TikTok, kind of like SoundCloud rap remix, something that would be kind of be cool for the kids, like. Sure. I'm sad that my yellow boy died. Pop some pillies just to make myself cry.
1: Ooh. Dude,
0: that bangs. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, or you know, it's kind of like, yellow go, yellow go, woof, yellow go, woof. Oh, yellow go, woof, Yeah, you know, something like that.
2: Mm, mm, mm. Dude, you're a hit factory.
0: Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> they have it turned off the speakers by now. <laughs> um, you know, we we could have something like that for the kids. Um, you know, maybe less uh, less sexism. Maybe a little bit less. Oh, if we remade the whole movie, if we made the whole movie. The only oh. thing we can keep is a boy gets a dog. <laughs> Literally, actually, yeah. That boy is such a bastard, dude. <laughs> that kid who a the kid gets a dog. That kid fucking sucks, dude. Like his whole thing is that like, he is such a dick to every animal he like sees. Like, oh, oh man, we
1: gotta we gotta get. In, are we getting into Arliss. the movie?
0: We're gonna get into the movie, dude. Because like. When his dad leaves with him with the farm, the dad's like, hey, you take care of the farm for three months, you know, make sure that donkey pulls the plow. Can you handle that? And he's like, yeah, I'll fucking crack him in the jaw with a club if he doesn't pull he says, the
1: plow. He <laughs> says, like, uh, I'll break his jaw with a club.
0: This boy is the hardest motherfucker alive. And, and then he's like 10. This kid is insane. You had to grow up fast in the old
1: west. I think I, I wrote I think, a lot of quotes down that I thought were just absolutely ferocious. Like, I, you, you think it's someone in The Godfather or like The Sopranos talking about hitting someone or like calling it a hit. But it's actually this kid in Old Yeller talking about how he treats his farm animals
2: or his family. Yeah. I, I want to, okay, I want to preface this whole subsection by mm-hmm. saying you did say the date that this was made, 1957. Oh, yeah. And it's yes. well within our right to have commentary on it. I don't think it holds up and we're going to shit on this movie ferociously. <laughs> yes. I think in 1957 they were a little yeah. bit closer to the
1: source material than we are now. Well, think about it this way. In 1957, this was set just after the Civil War had ended. Yeah. And it was less than 100 years after that. Like That's crazy. What yeah. about?
0: So there could have been people, you know, who...
1: We're 150-something yeah. years from that. Yeah, th- yeah this movie getting... didn't hold up. Yeah. And, and no, the thing it, is, it's it like, there's some aspects of old movies that don't hold up just because culture has changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And then there's some aspects of old movies that don't hold up because hatred is a lot less okay now than it was back then. Mm-hmm. This is one of those movies where you can just talk about an entire population of people in a negative way, and they're like, all right, I'll use that as a cautionary tale.
0: Yeah. There was a bit, like, when we talk about people who are nostalgic for the 50s, you know, it's like 50s nostalgia has kind of an undercurrent of, like, you know, regression in in social standards. Um, So this is people in the 50s being nostalgic for, like, 1860s post-Civil War life. (laughs) So it's, it's like another step further um, into, like, super duper, very, very socially conservative uh, type of shit in here. So that's kind of what we're talking about, and you'll, you'll immediately see it as soon as you switch on this movie. Um, Yeah, like, we're talking about the dialogue a little bit. The dialogue was very bad. <laughs> like, oh my god. In 1950s, I know there was a different standard, and this is still the golden age of Hollywood, but there's like stuff like, are you really leaving for three months? Honey, it's you know we don't cry, honey, and it's like oh we've just never been separated before. It's just like really cliched, really hyper descriptive stuff where it's like you're describing too much. It it makes me think that the really natural dialogue we have nowadays is just underappreciated because it sounds like yeah. I was watching a fucking play.
1: This is pre Marlon Brando dialogue. <laughs> I don't um, know what that means. What does that okay, mean? we can go into a short aside that's not yeah, necessarily you tell in the, the episode. Well, I think you so, can tell our audience okay. quickly. Well, Marlon Brando is popularly, but I may not necessarily square be accurate. Great, square actors, you can't refuse talent. He's, he's known for being one of the first people to uh, dissect stage acting from actual Hollywood film acting, <laughs> and not like. I'm on a stage and I must speak clearly and loudly so that everybody at the back can hear me and understand every single word that is spoken. Okay. And he talks he talks naturally, he talks conversationally. And like you like, what did that dude just say? Like I I I'm having a hard time keeping up with this guy. Like, does he know he's being filmed? Mm-hmm. And I think the movie was what, a streetcar named Desire? Was like That's the movie where he uh really took like hollywood dialogue and turned it into like what we know of today oh
0: i know you know i never uh, i never knew that about marlon brando that's interesting hmm. um oh i'm actually totally wrong this is after that they okay. didn't
1: get the memo okay, though but, yeah my so the, the idea is that slowly after that there was different versions of it and this is obviously a disney family film where you know they hadn't quite gotten around into like the crazy new yeah, you're not see artistic risks. yeah.
0: speaking of risks the stunts were like kind of crazy in this movie the like remember that scene where the kids being pulled by the plow with the horse yeah and it was a real ass person they were dragging through the field being like tumbling through rocks and shit <laughs> like flying through a fence and like there's also a scene where the the cow kicks the kid like you know kicks the bucket out of his hands and he was just in front of like i don't even know if that was scripted there was it was a lot of um real stunts that made me go whoa holy shit like <laughs> standards yes. are not the same can we talk about the Havelina uh, oh yeah. Yeah. fight? <laughs> wait, wait, Havelina fight. Which, which one was that one?
1: Where the hog is just straight ripping the stunt yeah. double. Yeah. <laughs> so they show on screen what appears to be a hog actually trying to devour and like rip the limbs off of a human being.
0: It's very and realistic,
1: looking Realism. quite successful. Let me put it that way. <laughs> I don't think it was a mannequin. but I really
0: No, don't. dude, that was a person who was flailing. Like, that was back in a time where they're like, yeah, let's push a real guy out of the train and have John Wayne come in. And it seems like he did it. And whoever that guy was, just whatever. It's okay. Someone notified an ex of kin. There was a lot of that. And there was a lot of, like, animals. Yes. That's probably what shit.
1: we need to have, yeah. like, a serious talk about before we start joking.
2: So... This, the, uh, there are two, two. Se- I don't know about the boars. Okay, I could okay. not find shit out about the boars. And yeah, <laughs> insane. The bear that the dog got into a fight with was trained for months so that they would play together. And the wolf at the end was a German shepherd that was painted to look like a wolf. So they were also playing. Oh. But everything
0: else, oh God, I have no idea, dude. <laughs> okay, that is interesting to know because. You know, obviously, this movie is probably not sponsored by the ASPCA, because <laughs> there's, you know, the dog goes up to a real ass bear and they like kind of play fight, but it's still a real ass bear. This, this, I mean, it's a Hollywood bear, but he's it's does not like, look you know, like
1: play fight. Like,
0: no. I yeah. might take that with a little bit of grain of salt. And then, like, it's also there's a scene where the dog is going after a cow who's trying to like ram oh, the. Oh man, kid. That, that's what I was gonna say.
1: It's like I was surprised that Jace didn't mention the cow. Also, because I'm worried about that cow. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> For multiple reasons. Number one, that that cow absolutely gets stone-cold stunner
0: <laughs> by the dog. That's ridiculous. The dog's <laughs> supposed to jump on top of the, you know, whatever 2,000-pound cow, and the cow just, like, smashes into the ground. So they clearly had, like, a rope or something around it where they just, like, Fucking yanked it and is it faceplants hard, stops dead from a full sprint, like twice in this movie. And, and I had then, to pause and rewind. Yeah. And I was like,
1: excuse me. And then later in the movie, the cow so the spoilers, the cow ends up getting rabies. Yeah. And the cow God, is sitting there on the ground, like writhing, and foam's coming from its mouth, and it looks really sick. like it actually looks sick. So I'm not entirely certain that it didn't have Like, they didn't, like, make this cow get
0: sick. Yeah, like, I I was wondering the same thing. I'm like, what did they do to this cow to make it have that type of reaction? Um, I understand the foams, you know, oh, you can whip stuff up and,
1: yeah, or, like, egg foam or whatever. But that cow, the cows don't normally just writhe around on the ground. They're not that intelligent, so you can't really train them, you know? You can tame them, but not train them. How do you get a cow to act like it's sick?
0: Yeah, they're real. they I feel like they were kind of dick. I mean, straight up dicks to like pretty much every animal that was in this movie. Um, That's probably something we could redo in this in the sequel. Maybe just CG. You don't need a real. Um, How I mean, about he's uh, like a top kale top farmer? Yeah, he, he farms kale and no need for any uh, messing up any animals. By the
1: way, this kid is a freaking corn farmer. Yeah, so it's not like half the murder is necessary anyways.
2: Well, yeah. they mm, hear me out now. I think they're farming corn for sustenance. Are they selling it? I, I think like the they're,
0: sustenance. They're, yeah, yeah their
2: primary I think, source of income. Is, yeah, so I, I, that doesn't detract from them being corn farmers. Source of
1: income. But In the beginning of the movie, the kids talk about how they've never seen a dollar before. Yeah. Yeah. And the one they had seen was a Confederate dollar, by the way. And the dad had it. Uh, I'll let the audience put two and two together.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's the, the vibe th- of this movie. <laughs> I think most of the people in the South would have still had Confederate dollars, right? Is uh, so
1: what's this know. homesteader who newly arrived to Texas with Confederate oh. dollars doing two years after the Civil War ended?
0: What a douche! I, I, so this um. The you know kind of the theme of this movie is this is how this boy needs to kind of be the quote unquote man of the house right he's got to like kind of take care of everything and this dog is kind of helping him on on the journey i guess when he first is introduced with it by the dog he you know it, the dog is found by i think the little brother right the um young four-year-old brother who's just an absolute maniac by the way <laughs> yeah a monster. He really reminds me of greg from over the garden wall yeah, a little boy, but not like, in a good way. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Greg is modeled after this kid cuz they dress really similarly and have the same type of speech pattern, I feel. And he's like keeping lizards and snakes in his pockets and stuff, yeah. and Greg carries a frog in the shell. I just I feel like that was kind of an homage a little bit.
1: This kid is Not nice, like Greg, though. Oh, by the way, if you haven't seen Over the Garden Wall, it's a delightful cartoon. Oh, check it out! It's awesome. It's a mini series, actually, and it's made for adults. Essentially, Uh, we like it a lot. Me and Julie were Over the Garden Wall for Halloween. You're the actual walls. Well, no, Julie was Greg. It was uh, word. I've got a lot of downtime this week, so I'll watch it. Yeah, no, for sure. We have like the uh, We have the rock. Oh, awesome! We made our own rock we put it in the it's in one of our plants
0: i love that yeah
1: great show
2: but this okay so he has a rock this kid throws so many fucking rocks dude at
1: everything yeah and anything
0: (laughs) there was a lot of rock and that kid had a freaking arm dude like that little kid his kid grew, grew up to be joe montana yeah this kid was insane he was flinging rocks like a pro pitcher dude and like he was nailing people too um, I think some of the rocks did hit the dog, which was not great. Um, they even
1: invented a verb for it. He's like, oh, is Arliss rocking you again? <laughs> oh, my God.
0: So this little kid finds the dog, right, and convinces the mom to keep the dog. The older kid is obviously a shit to the dog. He hates him. And part of the plot is that he warms up to him. But there's a lot of talk from the older kid of being like, I'm going to shoot this dog. And he really wanted to shoot this dog with a gun. And there was a scene where he's like, oh, man, if this dog eats this meat I'm hanging, I'm going to shoot him. It's going to be an excuse. And then he's like, oh, wait a sec. I'm going to rig this trap so that the dog definitely eats the meat so I get to shoot him tomorrow morning. And he, like, wakes up in the morning with a smile, grabs the gun and runs out so he can shoot old Yeller. So I'm just like, I was not on board with this kid. This kid sucks.
1: Well, let me just say, be careful what you wish for oh
0: yeah, yeah. Hey, well hey guys spoilers let's not get to the to the end quite yet okay oh, come on not everyone knows what happens and maybe they skip through the synopsis somehow <laughs> well, well guess what guys the kid warms up to to the old yeller dog yeah and by the way that's that's why his he's called old yeller is because he's literally they, yellow yeah and that's how they say it in texas and he's like there's the old yeller dog well they call um, all the dogs old did you notice that no, I didn't. Every dog is called Old. They
1: have a dog that they talk about that they had previously, and its name was Old Bell. Hmm, oh. And then the puppy grows up, and they also name the puppy Old Yeller. Maybe that was a
0: dog naming convention in the South that we don't
1: know. And the guy who rides up who lost Old Yeller, he's like, I heard you found
0: an Old Yeller dog. I think he was like seven in real life, that the actor Spike, who played Old Yeller. I like how you say actor. He is an actor. He's, he's one of the most esteemed dog actors. Every oh, every review that the I read a review for
2: Pet Cemetery and anytime they talked about the dog they called it this specifically the actor. There are a lot of reviews for dog movies where they only specify actor
0: for the dog after describing. That's what it. they are, man. I also like how there's a whole thing in in, in this in this movie where um, Old Yeller happens to be. You know, he comes from nowhere and he's he's the kind of the dog who's been kind of terrorizing the town, right? He's been stealing food Eating and eggs. stuff. Yeah, he, oh he,
1: the boy. egg sucking thief. Sucks eggs.
0: <laughs> um, and that's but that was like a whole thing. And then there's the neighbor girl who comes comes by and tells Travis, she's like, Hey, heads up, I know it's your dog who's stealing, but I'm not gonna say anything, um, because he's the baby daddy of my dog. My dog <laughs> and they're gonna have pups and they need their dad. And I was like, Wow, that's a lot of weird shit to throw at me right now. In this movie because <laughs> all this information just came all of a sudden from nowhere i don't know man this movie but it made
1: me every hit- single scene in this movie made me hate the main kid more yeah yeah he was such a dick to that travis dude, his name by yeah, the way travis. let's name let's name shame him outright travis dude get your head out of it whatever it's in because this girl is all over you and you are just being a mean person like i yeah. understand not being especially nice to somebody because they have a crush on you. But you should not be especially mean to them.
0: I because yeah. even just from a politeness standpoint, she straight yeah. up tells him, She's like, Hey, I'm gonna protect your dog from being straight up shot. And he's just like hey. Screw you. Yeah. Walks off.
1: You, know, you what yeah. are you, a narc?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then like later on in the movie, but you know, this is when old Yeller is like alive and well, she brings him like a like a puppy, like one of old yeller's like kids. And she's like, I saved the best one for you. And I want you to have it. And he's like, get the hell
2: out of here. I already have a dog. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, this is a bit of a time skip. What's with this yeah. kid and hating the dogs that his little brother has and then stealing them and be like, Yeah, he fucking steals them. That, that's my dog now. It's like he hated all the other, and then he's like, Oh, all the other's my dog. And then this little puppy that the little kid has, he goes over and picks up and be like,
1: It's mine <laughs> yeah,
2: now. All the other was never
1: his dog. It's the you want what you can't have. Mm. You know? This kid wants what he can't have. He wants an iPhone. He ain't got one. Yeah. He, talks he wants. About that a lot. He
0: wants running water. He ain't got it. Still water. The dog took a dookie in it.
2: Get that dog out of our uh, of water.
0: Uh, this the background of like this movie. It's very. It's like so clearly filmed in. I mean, I'm just shitting all over it. It's just. It's clearly filmed in Los Angeles. Yeah. And on a set, <laughs> too. And I'm not gonna shit on that too much because I know like. Resources are limited back, especially back then, to like make these movies and stuff. I just did find it a little distracting when you can see like the Los Angeles hillsides. It was just really obviously not available in Texas. So
1: and that's something that people in the reviews, I think, who are a generation or two above us, mm-hmm. when they're watching this movie, they see it more through nostalgia. Yeah. And they probably have a better reference point. They've seen other movies of this era and they can kind of say, okay, Old Yeller was heads in, wait for it, tails. Nope above the others but i don't view the same way and when people are like oh it has great color it's shot really well i'm thinking you morons (laughs) it's got great color then why is the sky washed out and overexposed in every single shot you know like why can i obviously see that the backgrounds
0: are painted yeah, and there were better standards back then too. Like there were movies that were made more carefully. I feel. But yeah. It is a Disney Channel original movie or Disney movie. Disney
1: Disney Channel movie. <laughs> yeah, when Travis growing up grew up to be a pop star.
0: <laughs> yeah, like we should talk about those dudes who kept showing up to the ranch, dude. Because like, not okay. There was. Yeah, there was one guy who shows up and like they keep talking to the mom like in a super kind of threatening way where they're like, oh, it's so dangerous for you, to, um, lady to be out by herself without a man to protect her. With and then she's like, oh, ha Yeah, and then like pressures her. He's like, oh, you got any food? And, and like she like makes dinner. And I don't know if it's supposed to be like a funny scene, but it kind of drag out for a long time where he's clearly just overstaying and being like totally using all their resources Uh and shit and like won't leave when she keeps asking him to leave
1: well I think it was probably not intended to be creepy but it was probably intended to be this person's overstaying their welcome you know Mm -hmm. this guy is kind of weird as in the other men don't like him that's why they don't invite him on a cow drive that's why he's here to harass this woman right but they know each other, you know, like they're quasi-neighbors in a way that you can have neighbors in this sort of setting.
0: Yeah. And then there's another guy who shows up, and like he says literally the same thing, where he's like, oh you by yourself, the your dad's gone, huh? Right. And, and he's like, oh have your mom make me dinner or something, man I'll give you the dog back. And I'm just like, what is it with these fucking dudes who like keep just harassing this lady for food? Yeah. Like, are these guys idiots who like can't cook or something? Like, is that kind of the they kind of mentioned multiple times, they're like, Oh, I've been starving without a woman cooked meal. Like I just yeah, I'm like, Are you guys just morons? Like what the fuck?
1: Yeah, and that's kinda of maybe the aspect that makes me think that it wasn't intended to be creepy, because you have the one definitely more creepy guy who's who is the neighbor yeah. who is very strange, if you ever watch this movie. He's very strange. Trying to get a dowry. Yeah. Right. That's kind of what's happening. Um, this is the, the more creepy dude. And then you have the young handsome cowboy who doesn't necessarily overstay his welcome but says almost the same thing word for word. So I think, I don't know, I don't think like the, oh woman you're trapped here with nobody to protect you. Yeah. It was like a creepy thing to say. It was more like hey women watching this movie you need to keep men around because they will protect you
0: oh god yeah i hate that but i think you're right audible (laughs) i think that's like what's (laughs) all around gosh yeah like watching this movie and i think you know it, it may sound like we're just trying to look for things to like shit on but really like watching this movie it was a huge distraction shit like this kept popping up over and over and i'm not we're not even talking about like some of the racial slurs and just like random shit that would pop up in here it was just like kept throwing it in my face and i could not focus on the plot or the dog in this movie because i'm just like this is so clearly made in a different time Mm -hmm. where just i'm like wow i'm blown away (laughs) not holding up for 2020 for adults
2: or Anyone that's or twenty twenty one our year, yeah. <laughs> I've been saying the last year too, James. I meant I was I was thinking the twenty yeah, twenties. Yeah, for <laughs> sure.
0: But yeah, no, I, uh... I and then with the arrival of that second cowboy man, you know, who shows up for kind of no reason, uh, or not for no reason, because he he says only the other was his back. original dog. Yeah. yeah, he's nice. He's a pretty cool guy. You know, without the other creepy stuff. You know, he's a cool guy who lets them keep the dog that was his. You know, for for no charge, he's like, yeah, you guys seem to have a connection with the dog, you guys keep it. And he gives the boy some advice. And this is where the movie, I think, switches into a very fucked up PSA (laughs) for rabies. Because he, he like, says something to the boy where he's like, you watch out for that hydrophobia here. Animals are dropping dead left and right. And it takes just this really intense kind of zombie movie type of, like, foreboding. Um, because rabid animals start showing up, and I think the tone really shifted. Like, what, I don't know what, if you guys got the same vibe from the last part of the movie. I feel it. You describing it helps me feel it. Somebody was like,
2: I want him to kill the dog at the end. I guess it was the <laughs> author of the book, but <laughs>
1: the dog needs to die. <laughs> you, you wrote a book about a dog. The dog needs to die somehow. So, if I could put my thoughts in. Sure. From a... Okay, you have to put something in the sausage grinder mm-hmm. in order for sausage to come out. <laughs> like stuff, like you've gotta like that's actually how to make sausage, number one. You yeah. put sausage ingredients in, you grind, and it comes out. <laughs> at some point. <laughs> point, at some point they're like, okay, yeah. this movie can't just be about a dog hanging out with his family. There has to be some deus ex machina that kind of drives the movie forward. There has to be some sort of plot device we use to get to a satisfactory like conclusion, you know, to wrap everything up. And I actually liked the rabies stuff in this movie. I thought that it was a creative deus ex machina and that like it's something you can't control. It's going to be there. It's going to descend on your life and it's going to make things hell and the characters are going to have to deal with it. And that's what the movie's about. And I think a better movie probably would have focused on how the characters specifically are dealing with this kind of terrible thing that happens. Rather than the fact that it's happening, like you're kind of you're saying, you're saying like everybody's just kind of telling about all these facts about rabies. Rather than talking about, I'm not worried about that. I'm a tough guy. Like they could have done that a little bit, right? Um, I think, but yeah. I thought it was a good thing. Like I think you should be aware of rabies, and I think that sure. yeah, they did lead it earlier than this. They mentioned it earlier.
0: They did. What, yeah, see see the crazy uh, creepy. Oh, dude you're right. It. Yeah. Okay, you are right. I just, and to your point, Ryan, I agree, actually. I think it added some good tension there. Rabies is also fucking terrifying, so, like, I totally totally agree. Yeah, but, like, I wish that... It seemed like the other two-thirds of the movie was totally unrelated to that rabies plot. Right. Where It it was kind of wandering, and then towards the last third, they're like, oh, shit, we need a plot. And that's kind of... It felt like it was was shoved in, and it was such a tone shift. I don't think
1: it was done all that well... But I'm thankful that it was done.
2: Yeah. We got our plot point for the coming-of-age aspect of this movie, which was its goal. And I think I agree with Ryan. I actually, probably to its credit, the rabies aspect of this movie, like a lot of the point of this was they were trying to emulate and show what life would have been like as a homesteader in Texas. And rabies was
0: rampant. So, yeah. The way they described it too it really felt like as and i guess that's kind of what zombie movies are based off of you know something that's spread by by bites and you see all these animals that are getting affected by it and it's it's scary dude like and they're and you know i guess we can talk about the final <laughs> the final act um you know someone Ooh. someone else say it you know okay I, Jace, do you want to say? do you want to say what happens to our boy <laughs> i want to i do want to he gets rabies from the boar right
2: no, no, it was the the, oh, the, the, wolf. Man, it was the wolf. wolf. He was injured because of the man. That's so much to process. So this, a kid, lot. this kid, this kid climbs up into a tree to try and pull up yeah. a hog because the cool dude that came into town told him that it was a great way to catch hogs. No, which creepy guy told was, him. Oh, oh ah, shit! Yeah. Okay, creepy guy told him a great way to catch hogs, which ends up with him and his dog bloodied, mm-hmm. and then
1: <laughs> yeah, it turns out not to be so. Good. Not it was a terrible good idea, idea at all.
2: Um, and, but but Spike is metal, though. Old Yeller, honestly. Yeah, Little metal. Oh, yeah, heavy and then, metal. And then this... Uh, I don't even know where the wolf comes from. I think that somebody was having a fire.
1: They were, they were burning the cow that also had rabies. Mm-hmm.
2: And then the wolf comes out to, att- to attack them, and because they're having a fire and the wolf attacks them, it has rabies,
0: and then Old Yeller protects them. Yeah, that's the point. He jumps in and gets fucked up by the wolf. And you know, unfortunately. They keep him in a cage
2: for two weeks and he's looking great. Thomas, it's Thomas, right? Travis. Travis. Travis wants to take him out, take him out of the cage, and he gets into a fight with his mom. Like, how would you feel being kept up in a cage for two weeks? He's at wit's end. And she's like, Mm -hmm. he's got rabies, man. And this ten year old this (laughs) 10-year-old is like, "You, you don't know what you're talking about. And then um, she tells her son, Arliss, to go to bed. And Arliss is little like, six-year-old the, old this a-hole. Mother, like, I'm going to let the dog down. I want to pet that dog. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of going to bed, Arliss runs out to the cage and does exactly the opposite of what his mother tells him to do, trying to release the dog. And this, that really leads us to Travis putting old Yeller down.
0: Yeah, like I feel like Travis. I mean, okay, I understand why he reacted the way he did because he sees Old Yeller and the Old Yeller starting to growl and clearly is rabid. And he comes back and the mom is like, "Hey, is he okay?" And he's basically like, "Shut up, mom!" <laughs> like he just gave her a response that was so rude. And I was like, "What the fuck, dude?" And then he's like, "He's fine." And then the brother's like, I'm going to go play with him. And he grabs his brother by the throat. And he's like, don't you go out there. (laughs) And of course, the brother does. And it's like, dude, like you just endangered your whole family by seeing your rabid dog and saying it's fine. Like knowing your idiot brother's going to go out there and try to open. Well,
1: yeah. And to that effect, I think Arliss himself is a deus ex machina. (laughs) He's a force of nature. uh, You know, a god machine that's just bent. (laughs) (laughs) I'm <laughs> like destroying these people's families, uh, oh man! And, don't you throw that rock at me, you young boy!
2: He's like, oh. like, I'll clock you with this shit. Oh man!
0: What's interesting about this scene? Because you know it comes up to the famous scene where uh, the mom comes out with a rifle and she's like, you know, I'll step aside, and then the kid's like, no, he's my dog. Even though it wasn't his fucking dog. It was his brother, Arliss's yeah. dog. Make a yeah.
1: six-year-old shoot him.
0: <laughs> you gotta bury your own. Okay, Jace.
1: Cross over episode.
0: Oh, that cemetery reference. Does he still have rabies when he comes back from the dead, though? He shouldn't. It's still I think that's worse, worse than rabies. <laughs> it's, it's worse than rabies. Then, oh shit, it would be like a real zombie movie then, right? Because he's a zombie dog and he bites dogs and they die and he would bury them as the dog, and they would come back as zombies. It's an extra step in the zombie process, I think, because they just die, and... Anyways. Huh. What's interesting about that scene, for me at least, is I've seen that scene a couple times um, in middle school, and uh, there was a guy named Mr. Heath who he used to substitute in our classes in middle school. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's Sarah Palin's dad. We uh, we grew up in that <laughs> in Sarah Palin's hometown uh and he he would come in with like a bunch of animal skulls and like you know stuff to show you know show the kids and it was it was pretty cool honestly and like he 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 would show us he would talk about rabies for a while and show us this scene in old yeller where he was just like yeah check out this scene this is what you do when your dog has rabies (laughs) and i remember he subbed for my class three times and he showed me uh he showed us that footage over and over again and, like, that's what I remember about this movie. It's like, when I saw the scene, I was like, oh, shit. Like, that was the thing I saw in, like, seventh grade uh, from Sarah Palin's dad. So. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I don't know. Have you, did you guys ever have Mr. Heath sub for your classes? No. I think app? I had him in back colony maybe he came in a colony um he would have like jars of like like spiders and pickled hamster heads and shit like it was just a bunch of crazy okay, stuff i don't
1: remember that when guy. i was a kid i what thought it was awesome
0: fuck? dude i mean i don't remember that no. guy i
1: remember us having weird subs in ninth grade uh like earth science or whatever we had
0: they let whoever the fuck in that place but yeah this um i remember that iconic scene this is that uh, what's it Right after this scene, sorry, go ahead. I just I remember this that iconic scene, uh, just from that from that experience, but also just you know I, I heard this is one of the saddest scenes in movie history. It's just kind of on lists and stuff. People talk about it a lot. Um, I think I was so distracted by the rest of the movie, I didn't have the same emotional you know attachment to it. Um, it was I mean just kids shooting is that sucks. You know that's that's fucking sad. Yeah. Um, you know, and then right after that scene, it kind of switched to happy mu- happy music really fast.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote down Bonal
0: Whiplash. Yeah, okay. I I'm glad that we thought the same thing because gunshot goes off and
1: it's like And
0: I'm like, okay, we really got over that really fast.
1: I think maybe this is going back to something I mentioned during our last review for Pet Cemetery 2 mm-hmm. in that a jump scare has to have different like different parts to it. You can't just have something jump out. It has to have the lead up. It has to have the payoff. And then it has to have a sustain afterwards. Mm-hmm. And this one got the lead up. It got the payoff. And then it did, did not know what to do afterwards. They they had not figured out sad scenes in movies yet. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, what do we do? Oh, no, that was really sad. Oh, no, God. Oh, no, put something happy on so everybody forgets about it. <laughs> And, like, they, they didn't care at all about having the scene make, like, a perfectly, you know, like, they didn't, yeah. they didn't want it to, like, they didn't want to express it as well as they could have. They wanted to kind of diminish the impact of it.
0: Mm. And isn't that the crux of what his dad tells him at the end of the movie when he comes back home? Okay.
2: Right here. <laughs> we're remaking yeah. this movie. This is fucking Matthew McConaughey, dude. Oh, This shit. fucking speech. Now and then, for no good reason, a man can figure out. Life will just haul off and knock him flat. Slam him again the ground so hard it seems like all his insides is busted. But it's not like that. A lot of it's (laughs) mighty fine. It's just like, I I can only, we're gonna touch on this when the review comes. This is the moment for me in this movie where I'm like, I need Matthew McConaughey to give this speech looking at this kid right now. It's the only thing that I need in my life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is, yeah. I mean, you know, McConaughey's from Texas, man. He's got that Texas sauce to make to make this work. Um, The kind of the moral of what that guy was saying to his kid at first, because he the kid tells him about Old Yeller, and he's like. That's the hardest thing I ever heard. Guess you better forget about it now. <laughs> <laughs> the kid just like, just shot his dog. And the kid's like, what the fuck? And then he's like, okay, You're I right. guess that was pretty bad. And no, the tells- speech was actually pretty good. It yeah. was a well delivered speech. And his the moral of it was just like, you just got to replace the bad thing with a good thing as soon as possible. And then the kid adopts the puppy from his brother steals <laughs> steals the puppy from the, and it grows up to be another old yeller and it's it's a happy ending i think it was a little clumsy but it wasn't a bad sounding speech um but you know what they're not gonna mimic a real conversation between a dad and a son in a 1950s disney movie i think
1: in the 1950s a real conversation between a dad and a son was
0: get your ass
1: over here before i beat it with a switch <laughs>
2: <laughs> you ain't married yet
1: what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Do we want to get into our uh, our wolfometers? I finally figured the uh, the name of our our dog meter. Ten episodes in, I remember. Wolfometer, it. Oh, you got it. I got it, baby. You guys want to get into it, Jace? You got a wolfometer for us? Yeah.
1: So this time, can we can we preface what the wolfometer is versus our movie review, so I don't have to do it when I go last?
0: <laughs> okay. Ah, yes. That's fair.
2: Jace, do you wanna? Yeah, so each season, uh, we have two reviews for each movie. Uh, we have our thematic review, this being the Wolfometer. We've previously had them the Macamonometer um, and the Affleck Meter. Uh, and we're just going to go ahead and we're going to rate the movie based on, you know, a set of loose criteria that kind of ties it to the theme. So how, doggy how good the- was the dog? Yeah. How uh, much dog? And above all else, I'm just going to say the number now. This is the only dog movie we've watched with a real fucking dog in it. This dog's getting a ten.
1: <laughs> wow. This dog. What?
0: what? No. This
1: is dog... totally not correct, but
0: Airbud. You gotta, you gotta speak trash. On air Bud's name? This dog was way better. This besides the air,
2: the basketball thing. Okay. This dog was as well. If not, this dog was doing actual dog shit that dogs would have done yep. in the 1850s okay. in Texas. It was corralling animals. It was keeping its <clears> family safe. <throat> the kid rode on it. <laughs> Which was insane. <laughs> Trained it to fight a bear. This is this this was an actual dog. Airbud was was yeah. I th- I think this was more raw. This was like this is yeah, like Airbud was
0: a guy in a costume for like some
2: parts. You can if, tell if we're gonna get a a you know a new Batman here shortly. This is like the this is like comparing Batman's for top dog. <laughs> And I'm, I'm completely forgetting actors, honestly. Uh, Edward Cullen, Vampire Batman oh, versus... Yeah. Uh, Robert Pattinson, yeah. Robert Vamp- Pattinson, uh, Batman versus... Um, I'm, a I'm a terrible movie. Christian Bale? I'm a terrible movie. And Affleck? <laughs> uh, Christian Bale, Batman.
1: You know? Hey, Jace, do you have a podcast that's based on uh, single actor movie reviews? We haven't reviewed any of them, so
0: I shouldn't
2: actually know anything I about those I thought you were movies. forgetting Ben
0: Affleck, and I was like... <laughs>
2: No, I don't think Ben Affleck was the the. It's, okay. Yeah, um, you know we're talking Christopher Nolan Batman verse versus upcoming, okay. yeah. actual Batman actor Robert Pattinson Batman. <laughs> uh, dude, I think uh, I think stellar stellar dog performance. I think the dog really hit its cues. And you know, Airbud had to hit basketball, uh, hit a basketball into hoop, but that's because the dog could do it. And they were like, "Wow, we need to use this dog." This dog did a lot of stunts. Honestly, I think the most dog shit we've seen is my opinion of the dog in this movie. And just for that reason. Yeah.
0: Nothing else. I want to give it a 10. All right. <laughs> a 10 right. for old yeller. Hell yeah, Jace. You know what? And I find myself in agreement with you, Jace, because um, this is separate from my movie meter. Okay. I, I, I've i come to terms, like I had an epiphany the other day of what my dog meter is. And I think I've created criteria of, you know, the quality and quantity of the dogs. Um, that's kind of clear for me. I have some clarity because before I was just kind of freewheeling shooting from the hip but now i i really feel like this movie is is like the dog is central to the story right it's it's named old yeller for god's sakes old yeller has a huge amount of screen time and yeah as an actor he's he has a lot of fucking discipline dude he is literally putting it on the line he is attacking bears attacking hogs fucking coming at like live ass bulls who are charging like i've never seen okay with all due respect to my boy Airbud who is still you know the number 1 dog for in our hearts um he was not putting it on the line like fucking old Ye- Spike the actor for old Yeller was spike was like risking life and limb <laughs> to put out a good performance in this movie and i think this, dramatic-wise, I think this is one of the greatest dog performances I've ever seen. Um, we're in the golden age of Hollywood, and I think this is the golden age of dog acting. You know, and obviously, Airbuds a different type of movie. It's a fun, you comedic romp, okay? This is like comparing Jack Black, who's a fantastic actor, um, to, you know, Daniel Day Lewis. Um, you know, it's just, it's a different tone, and maybe this is the Daniel Day Lewis of dogs. Who knows? Um, <laughs> As far as, like, being a dog person when you watch this movie, I don't know if I'd recommend it in that sense, because, yeah, they're kind of rough with the animals, and it's, it's not going to be an enjoyable watch for you, okay? Watch a different dog movie. But I will, I will give this dog credit for putting it on the line. Fucking 10, dude. This is a 10-dog movie for me.
1: Ooh, I mean, you make a good point. However, uh, I am notoriously dispassionate. Okay, okay. lay it on us (laughs) right what's the bad news (laughs) I don't disagree with you for the most part I just think that this movie is riding this dog's coattails a little bit and unfortunately I don't think Old Yeller could get to the championship with this team that he's on okay Okay. like as good as Old Yeller is I mean we really care about championships here in this household (laughs) uh this movie sucked. <laughs> so I don't know how much that's holding Old Geller back, but I feel like it has to a little bit because the dog for me didn't carry. Like, I really didn't like this movie. During Air Bud, I was laughing my ass off. And <laughs> this movie, I was just like, get it over with. Um, It's not that high in volume. I don't know if I can take that away from it uh, because I think Air Bud has a similar problem. I gotta go with, you convinced me a little bit. Okay. But I'm popping the balloon here. I'm gonna go with a nine. That's oh, way more fair. I was it. about
2: to start talking shit. Yeah. Like, you gave Pet Cemetery Dog a six for being integral to the plot. <laughs> and I was like, what are you gonna go No, I just think it's just like
1: this movie sucks.
2: <laughs> oh, it sucks so bad. Can we go straight into, like, yeah, straight, I, don't even totally need, I don't even need to do anything long. Yeah. I don't wanna give a, a long yeah. out review. I I think I would only give this movie points for Arliss being a little shit child and the speech at the end <laughs> because I thought it would be funny if Matthew McConaughey gave it. The highest I can give this movie is a 2. And <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. even know if I want to give it that. I'm going to uh, yeah, yeah, I'll give it a 2. It's a, God. All right. I hated it. <laughs> I hated watching this fucking movie.
0: Was this was this the worst uh dog movie you think you've seen this season?
2: No, I would. R- that's a tough question because that's that can conv- that there's a lot of convolution there. Right. I think this, different
0: aspects of this question. I yeah. think
2: I might have given a movie in the season of zero.
0: Yes, you
1: definitely did. Airbud
2: spikes. Oh, no, I would, I would rather watch Airbud spikes back than this. Wow. And I gave it. A, I gave Airbud spikes back a one. I think maybe this did something for the time it was. Fuck! I'm. J- yeah. I want to give this movie a zero. I hate. This. I don't like Old Yeller. <laughs> what's What's the official What's the official count here? I'm giving Old Yeller a zero because I would rather oh. watch Air Bud Spikes Back.
0: Wow! You broke the scale. You fucking broke the scale, dude. Oh, Man, you, You've been sticking to a, a one through ten scale. Oh, fuck! You're right. Don't tell Jace what to do with his number.
1: I'm just saying he's okay to break the scale. Just recognize that the scale exists in the first place.
2: I I think um, I think I I will break the scale for this one time, and I hope
0: I never have to do it again. <laughs> Zero, no redeeming qualities. Uh, the lowest, the lowest it can go. Um, and and yeah, like this movie was a rough watch. I was trying to give it some level of reverence because yeah, this is a hugely influential film. Like you know, uh, it, like it said on on Wikipedia, you know, this is a this is a huge iconic film for baby boomers. You know, when it came out, like everybody fucking knew Old Yeller. Like it's it's one of the like the premier dog movies. When you Google dog movies, old yeller is always showing up at like the top three results. Um, So I was trying to give it a sense of respect for that. I know technology and artistic standards are not going to be the same, you know, 60 years ago or however long it was when when this was made. Um, However, it was rough for me to watch. I found it pretty boring for a lot of the times Um, I watch, you know, old movies all the time. And even for that standard. Um, it was just really plotting. The dialogue was just like nonsensical and cheesy. Um, there was not a lot of interesting parts of it. And like like we talked about earlier, there was some really dated things that were said that really pulled me out of the movie. And excuse me for being a 2020s socially conscious person, but I found it immensely distracting. Um, and I think a lot of a lot of kids who are like our age who haven't seen this movie, when they when they watch this, I think they're gonna have a similar reaction. Um so out of all the things on Disney Plus, I would not recommend watching this movie. Um, as far as the rest of the dog movies go that we've seen, this is scraping near the bottom of the barrel. I would say I think I, oh man, I I, I think I like this better than Snow Dogs. Um, I think Snow Dogs was the very bottom because Snow Dogs tried to be funny and wasn't. And I think that is more of an insult. Um, so I'm going to give this one a respectful one for me. For my enjoyment, I would watch this over Snow Dogs, but that ain't saying much. That's one.
1: Okay. I'm not going to stray from that too much.
0: I'm going to come around and say I'm giving it a two. Yeah. Damn, twice as good as mine, dude. You <laughs> must like it a lot. Wow. Well, as our, maybe our reliable, viewers, <laughs> might,
1: as our reliable viewer, viewers might know, I apply what I call dogflation. Oh, because okay, I yeah. think dog movies have a ceiling at about an eight. And you can't get in the 910s, so to give them a shot, I kind, of, I kind of readjust the scale. I grade it on a curve. A dog curve. Now, I, I, keep that in mind, I'm going with the 2. I thought about this quite a bit.
0: Wait, a dog hump. Sorry. Keep going. Hump, dogs humping? A dog hump. Like a curve. Sorry, keep going.
1: I thought about this quite a bit. Uh, I just, I think it gets points for being so gutsy. And taking a really dark turn. I didn't know this is so source material. There's a book, but a lot of times they clean things up. I do give it credit for that a little bit. I think that there was a ten or so minute period that was pretty good. Everything else was absolutely terrible. <laughs> and so that's all that the, the points come from this small slice of time. Uh, I think that. As much as there's a dog curve, there's an additional curve. I don't think that a movie could be better than a two if all of your characters talk like Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> so that's, that's okay. my uh, new scale. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, I think this might be as high as you can go on that scale. Um... I hated this movie. I hated watching it. I hated listening to the people talk. I hated hearing this girl, this poor girl actress, have to say the sentence, I saw him suck a batch of eggs. (laughs) Like, if you hear that and you're like, yes, this is quality dialogue to put in a Hollywood movie. Jesus Christ, please don't ever write any Hollywood movies. Um, that's about it. Everything else I would say would just be a different form of the same roasts. I was very sad to watch the things that happened on screen. Like, I was actually sad knowing that their work safety standards are not nowhere near what I would accept as barely minimal, Mm -hmm. in my personal opinion. And as I grow older, I was raised kind of in a rural environment. I was raised more in the hunting scene than you guys. I went hunting. I've hunted myself. Um, my dad and my family still go hunting all the time. I still go fishing all the time and OJ's goes fishing, but like the, as I grow older, I stop seeing animals in tears. I think that when I was growing up, most of the time I thought that humans of course were at the top and they're an echelon of their own. And everything is far below that. But there's dogs here, and then slightly below those, there's like cats and other things, and slightly below those, there's other domestic Damn. animals. Then there's like well then there's like you know, hunting animals, and then there's farm animals. Mm -hmm. And there's kind of tiers between animals, and so therefore it's okay to kill certain animals, but not others. This is how I was kind of raised and this is how I used to think. But as I've gotten older and as I've gotten decades away from killing things, I don't think that way. I think that there's I do think that there's a difference between humans and other animals. Now, that might be arguable, and d- d- the degree to which might be also arguable. But after that, I'm s- I'm kind of on the I'm kind of on the pitch that all the animals are kind of in the same tier. You know, if you're so sad about killing this dog, why do you treat your horse that way? Why do you treat your cow that way? Like, why do you say, I'm going to break my donkey's jaw with a bone club? And then be like, I love this dog so much, he's so cute. Like, it's just, I think that I'm just in a totally different mindset of these people, and they lack a little bit of self-reflection that they might be maybe presenting this worldwide movie to multiple cultures. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's my movie review.
0: Sorry. Uh, two. good shit right no i do i i totally get what you're saying dude like you yeah. that there was a level of disregard to the respective animals that was just kind of very off-putting in this movie even to other dogs dude because this kid was so ready to shoot a fucking dog and like as soon as he has like one fun outing with it he's like oh i love this dog it's the best dog ever i'm sad to shoot it but he's i know different standards uh, i just can't relate to it and i think that's the big maybe it's the big divide maybe there's gonna be uh you know, what's a recent dog? airbud, You know, people are gonna see Airbud 50 years from now and be horrified. <laughs> I mean, we were a little horrified. <laughs> we were a little horrified now. Um, all right, guys. Well that was that was it. We did it. Yeah. Guys, we did it. We found the key. We reviewed our last dog movie, and we're about to go out and take a pee. At the next season <laughs> with state of the podcast oh there's no wheel today today. there is no wheel today we have the night off however we do not have the week off Mm -hmm. because we are going to be planning for season four scheming and uh for those scheming if you will uh for those of you guys who (laughs) for those of you guys who are not familiar with our state of the podcast you know kind of our our The way we usually do it we end our season with the with the 10th review um and then we have a special episode where we one digest the season that we had you know kind of do a little debrief maybe do a ranking i'm thinking about maybe we can do like a dog show like best in show Mm. um and then we will spend um the rest of that episode talking about what we will do for the next season what will be the next 10 movie uh subject um, that we will that we will use whether it's an actor or a theme or or franchise or whatever we decide to do um the art the way we've i feel like uh, you know you guys can let me know if, if you disagree i feel like the what we did last state of the podcast was a pretty good format um it
1: was a little too chaotic because i mean mm. it was out of our hands we let the picker wheel by the way we let a randomized wheel online decide what season we had but there was some input put in Yeah. Uh, It was a little unsatisfactory for those of us who didn't necessarily want to do dog movies.
0: I was happy. I wanted to do yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like the wheel, if I may, is the most fair because one, there's always an option for something to get picked. However, it does have our input. You know, the more votes we give to something that we like, the more odds that'll show up on the wheel. However, that's still not a guarantee. It is chaotic. Right.
1: But then again, like, yeah in some ways it's dictating what i put on the wheel i i want to have one crazy outlandish pitch and one like reasonable pitch mm-hmm. yeah but now that i know that there's a 1 in 10 chance that my crazy outlandish
0: pitch gets picked <laughs> uh, i'm going to it you, a little bit you got to think about what you got are you going to pick you know and you know what throw that crazy one on the wheel cuz if it's meant to be the wheel will choose it that's a bit that's too karmic it. for me <laughs> But The wheel yeah. chose to give us dog <laughs> movies this season, and I was pleased with the result, even though even if I wasn't pleased with the movies. <laughs> <laughs> but this this season uh, has been a fucking trip. I'm glad we had it, um, and I look forward to what we'll do for season four. Well, shit! I don't. I'm like, I was itching I don't know what to do to talk about. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think yeah, we're... I was itching to do the, the wheel, but now I just, I'm like, without another, like, it's like holy shit! You're at the end. And we talked about this with the end of the seasons, uh, with our other seasons. It's like, oh, my God, where's my next hit of McConaughey? Like, oh, my God, I don't have to watch another Affleck movie, but now I don't know what to do with my life.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go watch some more dog
0: movies. I'm gonna, <laughs> dog I need to watch Shaggy to DA. A- yes, I really wanted to watch Shaggy DA for our next season. Um, dog movies has become kind of like a comfort junk food for me now. But watching watching 10 of them, it's, I've been stockholmed again. It's funny you say that because next season, I already have my pitches laid out. I'm, uh, I'm
1: pitching my comfort food of movies. Oh, snap. Okay. A yeah. little sneak peek. so um, we movies? don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: guys, I, I think I have one last tidbit of old yeller goodness just to share with you. Yeah, please. I, mainly because we talk about superheroes a lot. You know how you go to like a wiki page for superheroes and it has the sidebar yes. on the right and it has their like kind of Wikipedia block information like this is this is the summary. This is what you need to know. Yeah. There's a Disney fandom dot com. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got maybe I just maybe I just show the screen to you guys right now since we're at the we're at the end here. But you can look in and it's got a stat block oh for all God. the yellow. <laughs> Dad, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it, it's got feature films old yeller portrayed by spike the dog inspiration old yeller but the character information is really what's getting me because there's a likes section where it says powers and abilities playing with artless <laughs> stealing livestock dislikes the coats being in danger and then yes uh-huh. powers and abilities
0: <laughs> oh my god
2: <laughs> somebody
0: that had to is make I wish there was like a strength A speed like I feel like his um, he needs His score. like charisma Next time we high. make
1: a uh, Survivor episode And one <laughs> team dogs. is entirely dogs
0: <laughs> Holy shit we could do A three team real survivor uh, Simulator They would all ha- they would have that's crazy Because they would have the absolute Largest
2: uh, team Of uh, w- what am I Thinking what's the word when people get into uh, Cahoots with each other alliance alliance Alliance. they would all the dogs would be in an alliance you
0: don't know that jace
1: yeah but matthew mcconaughey would be in alliance with a lot of the dogs too
0: can you imagine if you were like the only human left and you had nine dogs to like conspire with in survivor
1: and then they vote you out next
0: (laughs) you got to convince them to vote out another dog (laughs) um that's that's really great i've well I look forward um, to our State of the Podcast episode. I'm sad, but also excited. We hope you guys will join us. If you've seen Old Yeller, uh, you know, give us a a tweet, give us a comment. Let us know what you thought about Old Yeller, if you've seen it. Um, Hit us up on our Twitter, at GBGB Podcast. Hit us up on Instagram good boys gone bland throw us a review throw us a subscribe five stars whatever amount of stars but please be five um thank you guys for listening um seriously this dog season has been a trip uh we love that you guys are listening in to this because it definitely makes it worth it Um, but it's also just super fun for us to make um thank you guys for 32 episodes thus far and uh, we hope you'll join us for state of the podcast um and then season four uh, with that, do you guys wanna give us give us something to sign off on? Do you guys have like a we we, we still don't have like a sign off phrase. I wish we had something like uh you know like a, a woo, a woof woof.
1: You know, that's probably an episode one topic. Yeah, yeah. I mean
0: we've been do we've we've been doing it for a while. We usually just kinda ended on like uh you know, like a funny quip, uh, or or like a, a good sign off, you know, a piece of advice. Who let the dogs out?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that <laughs>
0: This one goes after old yellow? Rest, Rest in peace. peace. pour one out. <laughs> peace or the other.